Put your hands together. 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 I am very special, I am very much a guest, and I am very much a host. It's going to be fantastic. You guys feeling good? Yeah, Yeah, I'm not your usual host, Cameron Esposito. She is uh, busy being super Hollywood, which we're all happy about for her, right? Super awesome. She's been uh, touring with Mr. Anthony Jeselnik, which is going fantastic. Just doing big things, you guys. So I'm here wearing my jean jacket in her stead. Just as funny a jean jacket. Slightly different but pretty good. I'm super stoked to be here. I'm so glad you guys are here on the side holding it down. Thank you so much. Give it up for these guys. Usually there's some closer seats, but I feel like you guys are my brethren. You're here. You're helping me out. You're holding me up. It's going to be great. We're in this together. So thank you. I, uh, I want to share with you guys a couple things that are going on with me, if that's okay. I, uh, I know that... You know, like, I'm, I'm very concerned with gay rights, as I am a person who is gay and in need of rights. So <laughs> it's a thing that's very important to me. I, I support gay marriage, a, a gay adoption, basically everything. If it is a right I should have, I'm going to support it, obviously. But I thought I'd let you guys know about some uh, the lesser-known parts of the gay struggle, um, specifically some butch blues <laughs> that I've been feeling. Now, number one. Uh, I've shared with you guys, if you're a fan of the show, if you've been here before and heard my jokes, uh, I have a lot of gender confusion situations that I find myself in. People get real confused about that gender, you know? And I get it. I understand. When I, even when I'm casual, even when I'm not the classic lesbian uh, off-duty tractor mechanic outfit. <laughs> even when I go cash with it, which I like to call my blank chick part two... <laughs> the checks in the mail look just in everyday life we have to scan each other and we can't totally I mean you know I I went through security and the TSA guy was like step on through sir and I was like absolutely also I'm a ma'am I understand it's okay Uh, I look like Kevin McAllister I get it but I just corrected and was totally fine with it it didn't kill me it felt pretty good we had a great laugh about it he felt very bad and I was like, you're trying to keep a plane from blowing up. I get it. <laughs> but then I'm finding myself, because this is a situation I feel like, I mean, it happens quite often, uh, but it happens mostly in places that are maybe less progressive. Like I'm from Ohio, which I like to call the thinking man's Indiana. As you guys all know. Whoa, some Indiana fans here? <laughs> all right, cool. May I ask you what part of Indiana All right, well, that's pretty fancy down there. You guys do have a racetrack, so. But, uh, yeah, so it happens a lot in the less progressive places, and now that I find myself in the super hip, progressive town of Los Angeles, there are a lot of of trans guys here. And if you guys are not familiar with that, those people, 
those friends of mine, those people that I love, uh, those are women that have become men because that's how they feel good about themselves. And I think that's awesome. They live their lives that way. Now, I am now sometimes confused as a trans guy. So I find myself in an incredible pickle, a very queer pickle because I want to be supportive. But I have had many trans guys get confused and call me he, which they are trying to support me. Now, how do I support? I don't, I have no idea. Where do I, do I just say yes? And then I have to correct them the next time? Do I say no? And then, I don't know. It's, I, I found myself in this pickle the other day and I just said, I gotta run. Okay, bye bye. It's all I could do. So that's pickle number one. Living in LA, just getting sirred all over the place. <laughs> Good sirs, bad sirs. So uh, my pickle number two, my butch blues number two. I, uh, you know, I have a specific way of presenting myself, as I said, as a tractor mechanic. Um, this little variation of the look uh, for the listeners, I'm sort of describing as like a male child from a 60s PSA about how to button your shirt. <laughs> Feels pretty right. But I wanted to kick it into high gear for, uh, for fall and update my boots because I really love these Clarks. They feel great. I got some new laces, which shined them up a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. But, you know, you want something new every now and then. So I started looking for boots. And I found one boot that I could buy that I really needed. I really had to have. And that was a Red Wing Iron Ranger heritage boot. Now, I bought those boots. They cost a lot of money. I saved away my money for those boots. I had boot money. I spent that boot money. I ordered those boots, and they are too big. And it is the smallest size that they make. So that is my other big butch blues. And I just, I brought them with me, because I'm going to have to send them back, but I feel like I have to share them with somebody. I have to tell everybody the thought. Like, I bought the boots. They would look great on me. They just don't make them in my size. Thank you. I appreciate your support. So here's the boot. I just wanted to show you guys. Aren't these great? Don't these? They, yes, they do. They look great, right? So thank you, guys. So you understand. They would feel right. So those are, those are the, that's the other side of the gay struggle. <laughs> Lesbians can't buy boots. And I don't know what gender I am anymore. <laughs> I also, uh, I want to get the show started because we have great comics, but I just want to say a couple more things. I, uh, it would be crazy if I didn't comment on the fact that our government shut down today. <laughs> that would be really weird. Um, but I don't, I don't super, I mean, I follow politics in that I read Twitter, so I'm aware of what's happening. <laughs> I also like kind of grew up poor, so I have like a weird... Now, I grew up poor in that like I didn't know that I was poor, so I wasn't that poor. I wasn't like on the streets or anything, but I describe it as this. I grew up, and then I listened to the song Fast Car by Tracy Chapman, and I was like, oh, this is a sad song. I thought it was a happy song. That's how poor I was. So the government shut down today. But you know what I did today? Is that I ironed a shirt with a really heavy book and a lot of time. 
So I feel like the government could probably figure it out. Thank you. I also spent a little time on the internet today, and I had to search quite a bit, but I found my ex-girlfriend. Every now and then you gotta go back, you know? It's fun. Even when they block you, you just find another IP address and it's fine. That is what the library is for. So government, stay open, because I need to know what my exes are doing. So I found her, and then I found that she got married. My ex got married to a woman, of course. She got married. It's kind of a bummer. It's an old kick to the strap on, you know? It's okay. I'm doing all right. I'm hosting this show, and it's going to be super awesome. Are you guys ready to get this show going? I super am. Uh, your first comic was at uh, Montreal, JFL in Montreal, and he's a super funny dude. I love him. You guys are going to love him. You guys give it up for Will Weldon, everybody. All right. Great. Thanks, guys. Um, always nice doing shows with Rhea. Always fun. Uh, if you, like, stood me here, Rhea here, and then Cameron here, you would see, like, the evolution of a haircut <laughs> as it got more and more specific. Uh, it's nice. Um, my haircut is... I look a little ostentatious tonight, maybe. Uh, my haircut, I just got a cut, and it makes me crazy because hairdressers refer to this cut as the young Hitler, which is maybe not a great name for a haircut if you're not a neo-Nazi or Hitler is a young man. And I was talking to my hairdresser about it, and she was like, it's the young Hitler when I described what I wanted. And I was like, maybe it could not be. Maybe it could be something else. And she was like, well, um, someone else who had it was uh, Brad Pitt in A River Runs Through It. And I was like, yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with young Brad Pitt over young Hitler. Well, I don't know. Brad Pitt had it, too, if you want to look like that asshole. So crazy that that's the first one they went with, was Hitler. And I also like that it's young Hitler. Like, uh, you know, the young, cool Hitler. Before he was a dick. No, he wrote Mein Kampf in prison as a young man. Um, that got too specific and not funny at the end, but that's okay. I, uh, I'm getting, uh, I'm pretty much divorced at this point. That's a weird thing that happens to people and stinks. Uh, it's okay, sir. You don't need to see if you can clap. Um, he was like looking at me going, he got out like three over the span of 15 seconds as he got more insecure. I appreciate your support though. Uh, people get weirded out that I'm divorced cause I'm young. That's literally what they say to me. They will go, what? You're getting divorced, but you're so young. It's crazy that you are so young and you're getting divorced. And it's like, yeah, I think those two things might have something to do with each other. <laughs> it's like, what? You got into a car accident, but you've always driven so recklessly. <laughs> what are the odds you would suffer the consequences of your actions other than like 100%? <laughs> Uh, she, uh, I, people would think of it as like a failed marriage. I try to put a more positive spin on it, being 
so young and being divorced. I just like to think of myself as like a wunderkind of divorce. Like I am a child prodigy of getting divorced. I am the Tiger Woods of getting divorced, you guys. The Tiger Woods of golf of getting divorced. Not the Tiger Woods of divorce of divorce because his divorce went terribly. Maybe if he'd spend more time getting divorced and not so much time playing golf. That part of the joke's no good. That happens. Parts of jokes stink sometimes. Uh, she also, when she, uh, when my ex left me, this is cool to get this specific, uh, she was like, I really think that this is going to be the thing that you need to like get your life together and finally get motivated and finally like go out and fix your life. And I think that was a terrible thing to say to me because now I want to ruin my life just to prove her wrong. I want to make all the wrong choices so that in 20 years she'll see me living under a bridge and I can be like, shows what you know, moron. Now you have to remarry me. Um, I, have, uh, I have this tattoo on my arm. That's a thing I did when I got divorced because I'm a cartoon character. Um... It's, uh, it's the symbol. <laughs> I got a tattoo of the, like, symbol for atheism because I am an atheist, so I got the tattoo because I wanted people to know that I'm not fun to talk to. <laughs> I wanted them to know that, that dudes with atheist tattoos, if women with tattoos on the small of their back, if those are tramp stamps, then guys with atheist tattoos are, have, uh, uh, fucking forget it. I can't remember the punchline. God damn you new bits. All right. There's a thing. Rhea was talking about, uh, <laughs> Rhea was talking about transgendered people. I hate this thing. There's this thing in like comedies on movie and TV. They will do this thing where they will make fun of transgendered people for being transgendered. And I fucking hate it so much because it is cruel to make fun of people for who they are. And it's also so fucking lazy because they always do it the exact same way. There's always like a scene where some dudes are at a bar and one of them is making out with a hot girl. And then something happens. He finds out the girl he's making out with used to be a man. Smash cut to that guy throwing up in a toilet like... Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you guys. I cannot believe that that girl I made out with used to be a man. Well, then, what is the problem? If you literally cannot believe that she used to be a man, what are you so upset about? Just because she used to be a man? Well, we all used to be children. But that does not make you a pedophile if you fuck someone who was not birthed an adult. In fact, it would be way more disturbing if you had sex with someone and they went, you know, I was never a child. Yeah, you'd be grossed out because you fucked a clone. That's why they didn't have a belly button. I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I, if I went home with a woman and she had a penis, I'd just be like, well, what am I, perfect? I have a number of character defects way worse than just non-preferred genitalia. And it's, it's like straight dudes get so hung up on like, they're like, ah, oh, dicks, gross. But they love their own dicks so much. They're like, yeah, buddy, you and me and it together. But another penis and they're like, no, bad touch. Surely there is room in our hearts for one more dick, straight guys. The amount that we love dicks. I, uh... 
I, there's a joke I hate so much that people do all the time. Just in like conversation, you'll be talking to someone, and they'll, you're talking about jail, and they'll be like, oh, I'll tell you this about jail. You ever go to jail? Make sure you don't drop the soap. And then they laugh like that's hilarious. That joke makes me fucking crazy. <laughs> to the point where I want to look the person in the face and go, hey, buddy, if a guy in prison wants to rape you, he's probably just going to rape you. <laughs> Like, does anyone really believe a hardened, murderous inmate will only rape someone if the opportunity presents itself? Or is it going to be a moment of inspiration in the shower like, an asshole? Well, that gives me an idea. All right, I'm done. Thanks, guys. Well, well then, you guys. Oh, my God. That was so good. Was it not so good? Holy shit. What a sensitive man with a great haircut. And awesome biceps. Well, I want to keep the show going with another awesome dude, uh, if you guys are ready. He has an album out called Unbearable. He's also a writer on MTV and some awesome shows. You guys give it up for Hampton Yount, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello? Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I'm kind of new to L.A. I, uh, I'm from Virginia, originally White Power. It's a, terrible, <laughs> it's a terrible place. It's a terrible place full of awful people, savages. And I like living here. Uh, I like all the local newscasters you have here in the L.A. and surrounding areas. I just like it here because there's kind of like this, like, unchecked narcissism that's always at play with LA so like when you're watching the local newscasters you just know they're just like failed actors who have had to parlay into this other thing and just be like my life doesn't suck oh god they always do this kind of like uh, sing-songy childish intro into news stories they never just start a news story they have to like find some weird way into it you know what I mean where they'll just be like Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Catch a tiger in your neighborhood? A local zoo has recently... <laughs> what? Are tigers loose? Just mention the missing tiger. I can take it. Just be like, tiger's loose! It'll run away. Me Chinese, me play joke. Me put poison in your coke. Tragedy strikes Beijing today. Seven dead. Three horny. <laughs> they, do, they do that, but then they'll do that other weird thing where they'll be like, we've all heard of the old woman who lives in a shoe, but an old man who has sex with shoes? Tom Schneider's on scene today. <laughs> then they'll just cut to an old guy jerking off into a shoe. <laughs> Revenge. <laughs> I, just, I just love that. We've all heard of blah, 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 blah. We've all heard of the Blue Man Group, but three bodies have been found in Compton today. <laughs> Police are baffled. <laughs> My favorite uh, crime story of the last year was uh, that guy. They caught him. He was uh, keeping women in his house for like 10 years. Did you guys hear about that news story? He was keeping women prisoner for like uh, 10 years. His name was Ariel Castro. I followed up on him. Uh, he, uh, he was in jail... Uh, for a week and a half, and he killed himself. Uh, what a hypocrite. <laughs> right? Hey. 
in jail like, oh, I get it now. Like, oh, like, I thought they liked it. Oh, no. Oh, idiot, I should have asked. <laughs> they gave him a thousand years. That was his uh, sentence. I love whenever the court gives like a make-believe sentence, <laughs> like a magic sentence, like a seven-year-old's giving the verdict. I give you a thousand years of spiders because you're a jerk. It's like we get it. You don't like him. <laughs> It can't happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they had given him a million years, would people have been like, whoa, that's crazy. (laughs) A thousand years. Even with good behavior, he still would have done 500 years. I just wish they, like, kept really true with that verdict. And just after he died, there's a skeleton in prison (laughs) for just hundreds of years. After he dies, new inmates come in. Whoa, strong silent type. Okay. Don't bother him. I remember first seeing Skeleton when I came into Shawshank. Didn't think much of the man. Looked like a stiff breeze and knock him over. Or are you guys not completely obsessed with Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> to where you can quote all of it? Nah, don't worry. Got you covered. I spent about um, 20 hours on Facebook yesterday. Uh, just a general of the room, Facebook is the worst it's ever been now, right? Like, there's something going on. There's something happening with the culture. Being on Facebook right now is like watching a thousand people's one-man shows at the same time. It's that same level of self-importance. Like, I was born in Brooklyn. And, like, everyone's like, me! It's the me show! And I think the reason it is is through the comments and likes, they've made a game of narcissism and ego. You know what I mean? They've given you a reward system now. Where, and we're all guilty of it. I fucking do it all the time. You post something on Facebook, and then you just wait for the comments and likes to come in. And it just turns us all into these Cthulhu tentacled beings just sucking up compliments. You put up a photo of your nephew. Like, oh, here's my nephew. Oh, that's a really cute nephew. What? Really? <laughs> You shit a picture of a dog. Is that your dog? Yes! Oh, thank you! I can sleep for a thousand years now. <laughs> people. People just. Man, fuck the Kardashians. All they want is to have their picture taken and have every one of their thoughts put into magazines. Oh my God, I'm late for Facebook where I need to put up all my fucking photos and every thought I've ever fucking had. You're just like the Kardashians. Nobody gives a shit about what you do. That's the difference. People now just on Facebook, they'll just, have you seen this? They'll just like post a photo of like hands holding and it'll be like, smiles, pass it on. Like just, you know what I mean? Like just random good natured, like, ah, we're all living. <laughs> Please retweet this if you think 9-11 and God and Obama. <laughs> it's not even a thought. It's just like an absence of thought. 
I, I don't believe the sincerity behind those things, right? Because like the, uh, the people post a photo of like this child was born without the ability to speak a sentence, and like you're like, oh, that's really sad. But like I don't believe them when they when they make it seem like they're sad for that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's just them by the computer. Like oh, we're all just holding on, right? Like it's all. Good-natured stories. You know what I mean? When people just put human redemption stories up, like, it can't be that way because you can't have that much empathy because you don't give a shit when 10,000 soldiers get fucking killed in a different country, right? It can't be that way. You can't have that much empathy because then reading the newspaper would just be this roller coaster ride of emotion. We're like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, oh, no. It can't be that way. We're self-absorbed. I know we are. I went to a concert like a week ago, everybody was watching the concert like this through their phones. That was th- that group of people. That is the first wave of people to die in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it's going to be, oh shit, zombie, check it out. Oh my God, oh my God, bro. Oh my God, no, no. Vine it, vine it, bro. It didn't find. Okay, keep coming, zombie. Vine it, it didn't take. You guys have been a lot of fun. (laughs) Have a good night. Thank you. Hampton Yount, you guys. So funny. I do have to share this with you guys today because Hampton was talking about, like, trying to get emotions from Facebook. I took what I thought was the photograph that was going to break Instagram today. <laughs> because it started out as just a good photo. I was like, oh, that's funny. That's funny. That's like a... It was like the last step in a set of stairs that somebody had impressed a bunch of derby hats into. And I was like, oh, that's funny. It's like a hat stoop. That's pretty good. And then I walked around for a little while, and I, it came to me like a bolt of lightning, like Doc Brown at the end of the Back to the Future series. It hit me in the face. Derb step. (laughs) And I ran home, so I had Wi-Fi, and then it uploaded perfectly, and I put it on Instagram, and I just waited for my phone to explode (laughs) with happiness. But I got a resounding 22 likes out of that. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good, but it's no, you know... One million likes, which is really what I think Derbstep <laughs> deserves. Derbstep. Somebody threw their arms up. Somebody agrees with me. It's cool. All right, well, I'm ready to get the show right on rolling. Uh, your next comic was in what I am going to say is my favorite movie of the entire year. He was in uh, Behind the Candelabra which is awesome. So please, you guys give it up for Tom Papa, everybody. Yeah! (laughs) Good to see you guys. Thinking of uh, starting to smoke. I don't smoke. And, uh, but I still think it's the coolest thing in the world. Like at this point in my life, even as a grown-up, I still, I don't care how many commercials you're going to show me about people talking through new holes in their necks. 
it's still the coolest thing that you can possibly do. This is, I don't think it's that cool. Now I have to smoke like this. All my shirts are turtlenecks. Maybe it's not that cool. But then I see one guy in a movie like, I think we should kill him right now. I'm like, we gotta get cigarettes. We gotta get cases or cartons, however they sell them. Put them in our faces. We live in such a such a special time that we could actually worry about like secondhand smoke and that you can't smoke in like grown up spaces. I'm not saying you should smoke in like, you know, daycare centers or nursing homes, but where grown ups are, why not? Why not a little something? You know, it's such a coddled little existence. Like, no, I can't have smoke in my air. Not in Los Angeles. Not this beautiful air. <laughs> that I breathe every day. Every breath is soot. <laughs> I wouldn't want to add smoke to it. You think like in World War II when they're chasing Hitler through Europe. I'm like, Sarge, can you ask Johnson to put out his cigarettes? <laughs> Everyone's so into their, it's just all, it's just such a peaceful time. It's a nice, I mean, it's very nice. It's very peaceful. We've only we had wars, and the whole country didn't really have to do it. It was just little groups of people, and we just lived this life. We get so obsessed with us now. It's all about us. What do you have in you? I don't care about the world. I want me. It's all special what I put inside this this temple. I only drink water from the caves of India. <laughs> Little Indian children scoop out water with their shoes and they bring it out and fill bottles. That's what goes in me. Where do you get your water? I don't know. Uh, the kitchen sink. Uh, sometimes the bathroom sink late at night because my temple is filled with buffalo wings and it gets really salty in my temple. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up at night and I'm really thirsty, so I just, I don't have a cup, I just scoop it. <laughs> My temple works on a hand-to-mouth system. <laughs> Whole foods, it's so special. Are you eating your kale? I hope you're getting kale. I hope you're eating a lot of kale. Are you getting enough kale? I don't know what it is. It wasn't here when my grandmother was around. My mom never made it. It's only been here like a week. <laughs> But you gotta eat it. Well, how do I know what it is? Because it tastes like shit and you feel like a koala bear when you're chewing it. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired of the companies wanting to have relationships with you. The, 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 your store. We don't have to date. We don't have to extend this. Just be, I just want in and out as quickly as possible. That's our relationship. Well, do you have a CVS card? Do you have a Do you have a CVS card? No, no, I don't. I just want no. Do, do you want to join? Do you want to join us? You should join us. You have to have a CVS card. We can save you money. You can be part of us. Do you want a CVS card? Do you want one? No. I just want this conversation to be over. I, this has gone on too long. I just want to take this ointment and go home and deal with this. I, I don't. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be friends with you. I just want to go. I have money. Will you take money? I'll, I'll pay you twice what this ointment costs if you be quiet and let me leave. Anonymity. That's what I like out of places I deal with. Anonymity. I was just in Northern California this weekend. and You walked into the hotel. 
Welcome back, Tom. What do you mean, welcome back? How do you know I was here before? You don't know I'm here. That's why I like to come here. We don't know. I hope you don't remember my last visit. That's why I come here. I come in the night. I do weird stuff to your towels, and I leave in the morning. We're not friends. We don't know each other. Then they become like a psychotic girlfriend at the end of the transaction. They just make like a Hail Mary last-ditch effort. How about your email? Will you give us that? How about your phone number? We won't call it. We just want it. We'll never call it. Stop trying so damn hard. Oh, you go to restaurants. You can't just take your... We're different. Have you ever been here before? You ever been here before? You ever eaten at an Outback Steakhouse before? Have you ever eaten here before? Just say yes. Just say yes. Just lie. 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 Just say yes. And he'll go away. My wife likes to say, no, I've never been at an Outback Steakhouse. Here comes the show. Here he comes. Well, let me tell you how it works here. We do things a little different here. You think you've been eating your whole life? You haven't really been eating. You just chew and swallow. Yeah, that's old time. No, we, we, that's how we do it. You order your appetizers, bring out a can and shoot it in your face. <laughs> your main course, Dan here, he's going to eat it, chew it up, spit it out on your plate. Don't even have to chew. We're crazy. <laughs> Dessert, we're going to roll grandma on chocolate. Let you guys fight it out. You got your credit card? Everyone has their own credit card. Do you have a credit card? Do you have a Chick-fil-A MasterCard? Do you have our Chick-fil-A MasterCard? I could save you 15% if right now a Chick-fil-A MasterCard... I'm sure the people behind you wouldn't mind you filling out paperwork and extending this transaction another 20 minutes. I could save you 15%. I don't care about 15% of $8. I just want to take this chicken and sit in my car in the parking lot and feel bad about myself and eat it before my wife comes out of the Banana Republic and realizes what I have in my body. <laughs> you not have the card? How are you going to get your points? How are you going to get all your points? Don't you want status? Don't you want rewards? Don't. This is the bane of American existence. Everyone wants status. Everybody's so damn special. That's how they hook you. Well, yeah, I want status because I am important. You try and fly, you get at the gate. Okay, we're going to board now. Not everybody, not every, sit down. Not everybody, you animals. There's some special people here. They're going to go on before you. We're going to board our elite, premier, golden ingot, diamond sapphire, premier access, carbon-coated, special people, flying club people. The whole place stands up. Everyone's got status. Everyone leading with their ass in front of everybody else. Excuse me, I have status out of my way. I'm just going to get in there first. And there's one poor guy in the back with crooked cane. I have no status at all. Yeah, but he looks crooked and can't walk, so they board him first anyway. <laughs> People are great and horrible all at the same time, aren't they? They really are. I, when I see crowds of people, I'm really filled with, with admiration. I can't believe that it works. I can't believe people are more kind than not, that it actually functions, and there's mostly good people looking out for each other. And whenever I'm filled with those thoughts, somebody walks in, like in a sleeveless shirt and this, with a styrofoam cooler and farting, and you're like, ah, oh, oh, these people suck. Because they're breaking the human contract that we're all working so hard to maintain. You know, 
I mean, the human contract is we all know we're freaks. We all know we're demented animals. So when we get around each other, we turn it down a notch. You don't do publicly what you like to do privately. Right? Someone in here right now likes doing something weird. Filling his pants up with corn chips or dancing around like a pretty pony. Something weird. And they're not doing it. They're fighting the urge because of us. And that's respect. These other people are horrible. These are the people that, uh, that bring their own food on airplanes. I don't think you should have any food on a plane. I say no food. How about that, fatso? How about you get through one flight without chewing the whole way? How about it? And if you do, maybe you have, maybe you have low blood sugar. Maybe you, maybe you have a giant tapeworm that needs feeding. Then respect the rest of us. How about an apple? How about a banana? Something non-offensive. This last time, this guy broke out a, a tuna fish and dead skunk-ass sandwich. I don't know where you get dead skunk ass, but he found it, chopped it up with tuna and mayo, and put it on rye. And he opened up the stink bomb like it was a planned attack. Have you ever smelled something so bad you just you convulse? Your head snaps back, you say something weird, you move your hands in little circles. Nickels! People were opening their air vents for relief, just trying to... Get some air from some other place. Putting their, uh, their faces in a stranger's armpits. For relief. For relief. And this is why this guy's human garbage. He's going to open his mouth, take this stink bomb, put it in his face, chew it, swallow it, and become one with it. But he shouldn't live with us. He should live like under a bridge and we'll toss him tuna cans once in a while and he fills up his shorts and scurries back into the drain pipe that he calls home. <laughs> so uncomfortable, those situations. I, was, I had an awkward uh, human interaction uh, not too long ago. I was at a party. I was talking to a guy with a crooked eye. Oh, that's uncomfortable for everyone involved. Because it's not just one crooked eye, especially if you feel about the guy. You don't want him to feel bad. And he's got one eye. It's, it's not one eye you're dealing with, because one eye decides, I'm going out on my own. And the other eye is, where's my buddy? And he keeps looking for his buddy, looking all around. So you got a lot of action going on in both eyes. So what do you do? If you don't want to be nice, you pick one eye and you go with it. And 20 minutes into the conversation, I realize I'm on the wrong eye. This eye doesn't see for shit. Now what do you do? Go around to the good eye? Hey, it's me. I've been here the whole time. I was talking to your brother. He's crazy. If I had that wonder of curiosities on my face, I'd help people out. A little tattoo of an arrow. Go with this one. Trust me. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening, everybody. Good talking to you. Thank you. Super funny dude. Yeah, thank you for agreeing with me. I appreciate it. It's a very yes and situation. Tom was talking about food on airplanes. I thought I would share with you guys. I f have not flown in a really long time, then all of a sudden I had to fly a bunch. And I'm also a vegetarian, lifetime vegetarian. So it is super hard to eat anywhere, pretty much. Because even salads these days come with meat. I don't understand that. Why is there meat on a bed of lettuce? It doesn't make any sense to this vegetarian, this rabbit eater. 
But especially in airports, there's nothing that I can eat. So I have to like take food onto the airplane with me. And like the one thing that I can eat that is not like a bagel or a carbo truckload of cookie snaps or something like that is a Greek salad. It's the only thing I can get with no meat in it. But they put red onions in it. Why are red onions allowed in the airport at all? They should be illegal. You should never have them there. They should be vacuum sealed and just shot into space. And no red onions anywhere because I, I buy it and I'm like, it's going to be fine. They probably won't smell this time. It'll probably be fine. It'll probably be okay because I have to eat though. I have to eat and it's okay. I mean, people are going to be bummed, but I'm just going to have to deal with it because I have to eat and it is my choice to be a vegetarian, but hey, it's a lifestyle. Get on board. So then of course, like I reach eating altitude and open that salad and just shame. I just can't, I feel awful, but then I shovel it into my mouth, but I found one trick and my trick is I throw the dressing on it and then I scoop all the onions into the little dressing cup and then I hide it in the seat. (laughs) Then it's not as bad, but it's the seat in front of me. I wait for them to get up and I sneak it in there. Oh, gross. Disgusting. I also went on a cruise recently. Has anybody been on a cruise? Yeah. Did you guys like it? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Immediately no. It is it's weird, right? You Yeah, what did you not like about it? Yeah. You're just walking around on a boat. That is a cruise. <laughs> you nailed it. You really did. What's funny is they put a track on it and then you realize you're just like, "Oh, I'm just walking around on a boat." <laughs> well, here's the end. I guess I'll go this way. Oh, there's shuffleboard. Oh, there's shuffleboard. That's it. it it's weird. They have like soda packages because that's how they make their money other than the $10,000 you have to pay to go on the cruise. They get you on the boat and then they're like, you can have water, but soda is just $2,000 with this cup you get to keep. And then everybody just walks around with a soda cup going, what are you? Where's the soda? I paid money for a soda. I have to have a soda. But it's just like a bunch of people showing no regard for other human beings. Because if planes are horrible, you at least have to stay in your seat most of the time. But on a cruise, you're just walking around on it, trying to be a human being, trying not to be in your tiny, tiny room that is like a tomb, basically. <laughs> a tomb at any moment. And uh, I... <laughs> There were other comics on the cruise, and they talked about this too, but the doors are really heavy. And you're like, Jesus Christ, why is this door so... Oh, because if we drown, the water shouldn't come in. It's a tomb. I'm in a tomb. It's a pre-tomb. But I did show a little bit of restraint, because it's a buffet too, which, as a vegetarian, a buffet is, again, horrible. I can never find anything there. It's just like chips and a cantaloupe and a taco shell. I'm like, well, I guess cantaloupe nachos again. (laughs) Sometimes you go with a cantaloupe taco, sometimes you go with nachos. But there's only so many of those, and I have to get those, because that's all I can eat is cantaloupe nachos. So I have to get there first. So then I'm just like running with everybody, and then I get the food, and I'm so hyped up that I just want to eat the food immediately. But they also had pizza, cheese pizza, which they just... 
that was open 24 hours. That was the, one of the only things, food items, that was open 24 hours uh, was pizza. It's just a sad person going, pizza. <laughs> pizza. And they only had cheese and pepperoni and a sign that said, today's special, cheese, pepperoni, for three days. <laughs> kind of misleading. But here's my restraint. I got the pizza. The most I could do on this cruise to feel like a real human was to wait until I got into the seat before I put the pizza in my mouth. Because I noticed almost every single human being, old, young, no matter what, every single person got the pizza, put cheese on it, turned around and went, ah, ah, and then tried to find a seat. Because the pizza was the most important part of that. Not sitting down. Oh, no. I have to get back to walking around this boat. Getting the most out of my soda package. So that is a cruise. Are you guys ready to keep going with your show? Awesome. This next guy is a real funny guy, and you may have seen him on Arrested Development, which is a show you guys have probably watched, right? Awesome. You guys give it up for Asif Ali, everybody. Yes. Yes, I did it. We made it. Indian people are Miss America. How do we feel about this, guys? We feel great. We did it! We won! We have won! That's what every Indian girl on my Facebook was saying for a week and a half. We won! We did it! All of us! We all of us get to share this crown. Pass it around. We won! We didn't win shit, guys. Ladies, beauty pageants, this is a bad look for you guys. This is a terrible look for you guys. I don't know if you guys know how beauty pageants work. Not, not a good thing. First round, what's first round? Come out in a cocktail dress, prance around. Let me see that ass, right? Second round, do some bullshit trick. Throw sticks around, I'm still looking at your ass. Third round, third round, come out in a bikini. This entire time, an 80-year-old white guy is like, oh, I'm gonna fuck you later. That's all a beauty pageant is. And they had the nerve to call her names? Oh, Miss 7-Eleven, Miss Terrorist. If that's what terrorists look like, I would have joined Al-Qaeda yesterday, okay? <laughs> jihad on that ass. It would have been happening. Here's the worst part. Here's the worst part about Miss America. They, uh, if you win, you, you win Miss Universe, right? You go on Miss Universe. And this is the crazy part. If you win, they let you pick a social, a global social issue to solve. This is not bullshit. This is completely true. Now, let me remind you that these are not political scientists or scientists at all. Okay? These are 22-year-old girls that like Lululemon pants. These are the people we're sending to solve global crises. So usually what they'll pick is something bullshit, right? They're like, so what do you, something vague. They're like, what do you want to solve? And they would be like, um, I don't know, like, global hunger or something. And they'll be like, great. Good. Then, this is the best part, they send you to a third world country to talk to the people affected by this issue. Is anyone realizing how hilarious it, this is going to be? When a 23-year-old fucking yoga mat person is going to Ethiopia to talk to dying children, I would pay every dollar I had to be in the same vicinity when that happened. Can you imagine how beautiful that would be? It's a bunch of poor kids like, oh my, oh God, hello, hi Miss, Miss, Miss America, I'm, I'm so hungry. Oh, how can, how can I, um, how can I help my family? 
Oh my god. You guys are so gross. Mm. How how can I feed myself? You can like start juicing. I mean I don't know if you guys have galsons in Ethiopia, but should get it. You should get the new gold iPhone. You can tweet like hashtag I'm dying to your friends, you know? Be great. This is the America we live in. Here's another amazing thing. I don't know if you guys know, this is the first time, the first year in America where 49% of the babies being born are white. Now, before you lose your mind, white people, (laughs) before you lose your shit, there is something humorous about this, which is I scroll down, right? I scroll down the article and I arrived in the comments, right? Which we all know on the internet, this is where all the fun is being had, right? The true joy of the internet is happening in the comments, you know? So most of it was your standard angry racist fare, right? It was just like, I gotta shoot these fucking brown people in the face! Listen, hey, we gotta round them up, put them on a boat, light that boat on fire, sink that fucking boat! And that's by, like, Gumby Lover 72 That's that guy saying that, all right? <laughs> But then there's this amazing, the, uh, amazing part in the comments where there's this beautiful, like, four-comment conversation between uh, two really concerned white people. And it was, like, very almost sweet. Like, they were like, oh, my God. What are we going to do about all these chocolate people? We got to fix this, Troy. What are we going to do? White people, the answer to this question is very simple. Just get to fucking. Okay? How do you think we did? It's not rocket science. We're just banging each other more than you. You gotta go raw dog for your race is what I'm telling you, okay? It's the only way you're gonna beat us, okay? If you must know, that's also a Nicolas Cage movie I'm writing. He just shows up on a motorcycle. He's like, we gotta go raw dog. And he lights on fire. I have, uh, I have some older friends, and uh, one of my friends, Mike, is going through a midlife crisis, and he doesn't realize how amazing it is. He was like, oh, man, oh, what am I going to do? And I'm like, you realize how fucking amazing? You know how awesome your life has to be to where you have this entire amazing life, you haven't been murdered once, and <laughs> you get to 45, and you're like, ah, should have started a band. Should have started that band That electro band should have got off the ground What happened? You know how amazing that is? There's no immigrants with midlife crisis That does not exist over there There's no fucking people in Bangladesh In a sweatshop being like Oh, Prakash, we should have started the web series What happened? That's never As their building collapses on them That's never happened I don't know. I've, I've come to terms with myself. I've, I've had some self-realizations. For example, I realize I'm never going to be a badass. It's just not in the cards for me. You know, so I'm just not... I tried, though. I tried lifting weights. They're too heavy. Stopped that almost immediately. Right? I tried getting tattoos. That's the thing that all badasses get. They get tattoos. It's what they do. I wanted to. My arms are too small. I don't have the heart to go to a tattoo artist and be like, Ah, oh, yeah. Can I get that in eight font, please? Thanks. That's right. Comic Sans. I'm a cool guy or something. Be great. 
But I've learned things about myself. You know, there's certain things that I enjoy because of my size, right? For example, you're a normal-sized human being, right? Normally, you're rocking this fucking great-ass beard, right? But you're a normal-sized human being. You have a lot of responsibilities that I do not have. For example, if you're dating a girl and you go out, right? You're going out, you had dinner, you pay, you have, you're having a gentleman time, and you're going out and you see a fight. That lady's going to expect you to do two things. Either get involved with the fight or break up the fight. Otherwise, you look like a bitch. And that's just, that's, you have to live with that. If you're like, no, nah, it's not worth it. She's going to like, you bitch. You bitch. Just like for three weeks, you bitch, while you're driving, doing laundry. You just have to deal with that. I don't have this problem. It's fantastic. Ladies, if you're dating me, you know that if a fight breaks out, my only job as a man in this relationship is uh, to take out my phone and videotape the fight. That is... Somebody's got to put this shit on World Star Hip Hop. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm not a leader. I've also realized that I'm not a leader. I do not have that voice. I don't have a voice of a leader. Usually a leader will be like, revolution! And then people will be like, yeah! I do not have that. Mine is more of like, ice cream! I have that kind of a voice. And uh, the only way I realized I could be a leader is if I was like the son of a dictator in like a third world country. It's the only way I'd be a leader, you know, and I'd just, because no one could do anything to me, you know, just like, I'd prance around and be like a real fancy boy prince, that's what I'd be, you know, just do this a lot, you know, like, hmm, I don't like that, and just like dance around, just saying really mean shit, like, no, your village is burned, Horatio grapes, <laughs> I'm just like dancing away, that would be my life, and it'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Um, that's it. Good night, guys. Thanks. Asif Ali, you guys give it up for him one more time. And that is our show. You guys keep it going for all the comics you saw tonight. Will Weldon, Hampton Young, Asif Ali, Tom Papa, Matt Bronger and me, Rhea Butcher. And we'll see you guys next Tuesday at 8. Have a great night. Put Thank you your so much. Hands together. Put your 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 hands together. Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to color your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.